Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm kidding, sort of. I feel like it's time uh, to start celebrating the holiday season. And especially because I was given an early Christmas gift last week in the form of an interview between Wendy Williams and Fergie Fergalicious Ferguson of glamorous fame. (laughs) And you guys, if you haven't seen this interview, please go watch it because it's so good. I'm going to play a little clip from it. Wendy gets in a little Nicole Scherzinger shade. And I love Nicole Scherzinger shade. Nicole Scherzinger is, of course, a former lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls who recently announced that they're reuniting. And I love Nicole Scherzinger. She's got a great voice. She's good looking. She's talented. But for some reason, she never caught on. If you go on Amazon, her debut solo album is still listed for pre-sale, even though (laughs) it's been like 15 years and it's never coming out, but it's still listed as like coming soon. And Wendy threw the best Nicole Scherzinger shade when she was interviewing Fergie last week. And I'm going to play the clip for you guys. She's talking to Fergie about her possible replacement in the Black Eyed Peas. And it's been rumored Nicole is going to be the new front woman of the Black Eyed Peas. So this is her confronting Fergie about it. They were auditioning people to replace you. And one of them was the Nicole Scherzinger. Scherzinger? Scherzinger. Yeah. Uh, do you know anything about that? I don't. Scherzing Burger. That's what Wendy said. Scherzing Burger. Nicole Scherzing Burger. Fucking love it. It made me so happy. That was an early Christmas gift to us all. May God bless us, everyone. Okay, that was our Christmas gift. And it's not even, it's not even Thanksgiving. Nicole Scherzing Burger. That's a Christmas gift. You guys, I love Christmas. I'm unapologetically into it. Now, I know you might be rolling your eyes and saying it's too soon for Christmas music. I get that. But I would just like to tell you that two of my favorite divas have new holiday songs out this year. And I'm not referring to Nicole Scherzinger. (laughs) The first is, of course, Mariah Carey has a song from the soundtrack The Star. And it's a song called The Star. It's a slow, ballady type of holiday song, very Jesus-y. It's great if you're, if you're looking for something Jesus-y. And if you're looking for just a straight-up bop, you know, something that's going to make you dance and jump around the apartment or your house or whatever, then download Kelly Clarkson's Christmas Eve. It is so good, and I can't wait to be blasting it from now until Valentine's Day. Because <laughs> it is so good. And you guys, speaking of Valentine's Day, do you guys remember that year when Mariah Carey celebrated Christmas on Valentine's Day. Okay, if you aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, please go online right now, Google Mariah Christmas Valentine. So Mariah Carey posted a video on her social media a few years back, and it was on Valentine's Day in New York City. I believe it was Valentine's Day. It was in February. That's for sure. 
It was in February. And she celebrated Christmas. She made her assistants go out and get Christmas cookies and a Christmas tree, and she put on her Christmas album. And the video is so fucking iconic. It's so good. She's just celebrating because she celebrates it when she wants to celebrate it. And that's how I feel too. I'm going to celebrate it when I want to celebrate it. I'm tired of people saying, oh, it's uh, October, whatever. You're not supposed to be celebrating. It's like, I'll listen to this Christmas music whenever I goddamn please. Okay. Because we all need something to cheer us up and make us happy. So if, if Christmas music is that thing for me, then so be it. I'm going to get festive uh, to help cure my depression, right? Like I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do. You know, I'm trying to stay away from uh, antidepressants. So, you know, unfortunately, that means I'm going to be having to listen to Christmas music on November 2nd in the afternoon. It is what it is. We all cope the way we cope. And this has been a tough year. And I think, if anything, Christmas uh, 2017 is going to be an extra festive celebration because we all need it. We all need the laughs. We need the festivity. We need the music. We need the binge eating. We need it all. So I'm telling you now, in early November, earliest of Novembers, Merry Christmas and a happy Hanukkah. Oh, and I've always said Merry Christmas. I know there's this thing that Donald Trump keeps saying that we're saying Merry Christmas again. And it's like, by the way, I'm as liberal as they come. And I've always said Merry Christmas. I think this is like a bullshit made up thing. And I don't want to get political on here because that's not what this podcast is. It's a celebration of pop culture and the, and the nonsense we love. But I just like to say that we've always been saying Merry Christmas. I don't remember a time that we've stopped. I used to work retail uh, in Northeast Ohio, and we always said Merry Christmas at checkout. No one ever told us not to. It was This is a bullshit made-up thing. But um, that's neither here nor there. Everyone go download these new Christmas music, uh, Christmas songs, because they're great. And we need it. And I'm calling on Mandy Moore. This is, uh, this is my call to arms for Mandy Moore to release a Christmas album, because I'm, I recently was thinking about all these holiday albums that we have and of course my favorites are mariah and kelly clarkson's wrapped in red which is just so perfect and that album is so perfect but most of these divas give us these holiday albums and we've never gotten one from mandy moore and i want it don't you think it'd be great i mean she hasn't come out with music in a long time and now she's popular again because of this is us which you know that her popularity, her rise in popularity, just brings a tear to my eye. I mean, I get so happy and excited because I feel like she's genuinely a good person, right? Like, when I see Mandy Moore in an interview or in a performance and whatever, I mean, I grew up with her, and I just look at her like, good work, Mandy Moore. She seems balanced, stable, cough, Jessica Simpson cough. But Mandy Moore seems very balanced, very stable, and she's finding this newfound success because of This Is Us and she's in a new relationship. And I just think a holiday album would be the, the best cherry on top to this career resurgence. I'm not, she might be Jewish. Is she Jewish? I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Even if, even so, Barbara Streisand's the most Jewish woman there is, and she's released like two holiday albums. So, you know, your faith is neither here nor there when we're calling on you to release a Jingle Bell. So, um, yeah. And I mean, if Gwen Stefani can release a holiday album, uh, who, that's someone no one was asking to release a holiday album. And here it is. You know, she's got a fucking duet with Blake Shelton on there. No one needs to duet with Blake Shelton anymore. We've heard enough. We've heard enough. I like Blake Shelton, but I don't need him duetting with my favorite divas. Okay. I don't need to hear Christina duetting with Blake Shelton. I do not need to hear Gwen Stefani 
duetting with Blake Shelton. I mean, what's next? Where does it end? Am I gonna have to suffer through a Mary J. Blige Blake Shelton duet? Because I don't want to. And it seems like that's the route we're going in. It's like every single female artist has to put out a fucking song with Blake Shelton. And it doesn't fit with anyone's sound. I mean, Gwen Stefani music never sounded like it needed a Blake Shelton feature. That little girl baby voice thing she does sounds just great on its own. It don't need no Blake Shelton feature. Okay. And it's like, oh, he's on, they're on The Voice together. It's like, well, I don't give a shit. Why don't they duet with the contestants and make some of the contestants famous? Because no one knows who any of them winners are. We don't, I don't, I don't, can't name a single voice winner. I saw on Twitter somebody said, there's more stars that have come out of RuPaul's Drag Race than The Voice. It was Scott Rising that said it, at Rising. And it's totally true. I mean, no one knows anyone from The Voice. So if anything, these voice coaches should be duetting with their voice contestants, you know, trying to make them stars. I do not need Blake Shelton trying to save Gwen Stefani's career because it just looks desperate and it doesn't work. The sounds don't mesh. And like I said, no one was calling on a Gwen Stefani Christmas album. Okay, I do not need to hear her baby voice singing fucking We Three Kings. Okay, I don't know what, I don't know if that's one of the covers on the album, but you know, I'm, I'm taking a leap of faith, <laughs> taking a leap of judgment. You know, if I want baby-voiced holiday music, I'll put on Britney Spears' legendary Santa Can You Hear Me. Okay, that's the only baby-voiced spiritual holiday record that I need. And I'm going to look it up. Let's see see what Gwen Stefani has on that holiday album. I'm going to pull it up. Gwen Stefani Christmas. And let's just do a little track, track by track, snap judgment of this album without listening to any of it. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm not listening to a single song, but I'm going to judge it based solely on the song titles. And let's see. Can't even find it. Where is it? Is it even for sale, or did I just imagine this? Like, what the fuck? Oh, here it is. I found it. You guys, I found it. Okay, looking at the cover. Okay, so first of all, she looks beautiful on the cover. She's not aging. Not a single bit. She seems to have found the Fountain of Youth. And she's making a surprise face. You know, like she's, she's got mistletoe uh, in front of her right eye. And she's like, oh my god. Like, she's shocked by it. And she probably was, because when she filmed that album cover, it was probably the middle of June. And so she probably was surprised to see mistletoe. So it's believable. And also this cover makes sense. If she is Jewish, you know, she would be surprised that she's making a holiday album, a Christmas record, if you will. So, I mean, that... That definitely feeds into and confirms the rumor that maybe she's Jewish. Again, I don't know that she is, but it would make sense that she'd be surprised that she's recording Christmas tunes if she's Jewish. She's got her hair pulled all the way back, so you see her full face, her beautiful face. She looks a little bit like Rita Ora. She looks very much like Rita Ora on this cover. Okay, so she does do Jingle Bells, which, okay, I think that's like a a royalty-free song, so that was probably free for her to record. She didn't have to pay anyone to cover that song. So that's probably why it's on there. Uh, We have Let It Snow, very basic. A song called uh, My Gift Is You is our number three track. I can only imagine what that gift is to us. If it's this album, I'd like the receipt so I could return it. Track four is Silent Night. I'd I'd like her to be silent every night until New Year's Eve so I don't have to hear this song. A song called When I Was a Little Girl. That's probably, that's probably a ballad, right? Like I'm gonna assume that's a ballad. And I don't need to hear a Gwen Stefani ballad, a holiday one. Although I do love, you guys, I do love Cool. Do you guys remember Cool by Gwen Stefani? I love that song. Okay, number six is Last Christmas. 
which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Oh my God, originally that was George Michael and Wham, they recorded it. And there's been so many great covers of it. And this is something I wanna get off my chest. My favorite cover of Last Christmas is by Ashley Tisdale. Now I stan Ashley Tisdale, which is very controversial, I know. Some of the gays out there listening will, will understand this because I feel like Ashley Tisdale is very popular amongst the gay community, particularly of a certain generation because we came up on the high school musical movies. So, it's maybe not surprising to all of you, but if you are not familiar with Ashley Tisdale's version of Last Christmas, it is fantastic, you guys. Go download it. It's so good. And I hate every year when I go to the supermarket or whatever, and I'm hearing Taylor Swift's version of Last Christmas on the radio because that fucking sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Okay, I'm sorry if you like Taylor Swift. I like a lot of Taylor's songs, but her version of Last Christmas is horrendous. It literally makes my ears bleed, and that's, I'm not even exaggerating. Blood comes out of my ears when I hear that, and it's the worst cover, and I think even she would agree. I mean, it's terrible. And every single grocery store, they're all, you know, every uh, radio station, they play her version of it, and it's horrendous. And I think, you know, justice for Ashley Tisdale. I mean, can we at least accept that? Can we get some justice for Ashley? Because it's, it's a crying shame that I have to hear... Taylor Swift's version of Last Christmas and not Ashley Tisdale. So anyway, I feel like that might be in Gwen Stefani's wheelhouse, so I might give that one a listen. Okay, and then track seven is You Make It Feel Like Christmas, which says featuring Blake Shelton. So that's a no thanks. I refuse. Number eight is Under the Christmas Lights. Number nine is Santa Baby. Santa Baby sounds right in her wheelhouse because you have to sing that with a baby voice, and that's what Gwen does best. So really, that's seems worth it. White Christmas. Number 11 is Never Kissed Anyone with Blue Eyes Before You. Okay, which that just made me throw up a little. I mean, I'm sick to my stomach. I don't know. That that song title is too long. It sounds like it's just going to be ballady and, and dramatic. I'm not interested. And number 12 is Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve is the title of Kelly Clarkson's new holiday song, which I'd rather listen to. I'm not sure what Gwen Stefani's a version of Christmas Eve sounds like, but I can guarantee it's not as good as Kelly Clarkson's. So that's my snap judgment. I don't know, maybe some of you guys like it. I will give, I'll give a few of these a listen. I'm going to listen to her last Christmas. And that's probably it. I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to probably imagine in my head that it's the Ashley Tisdale version, and then, then I'm going to put that one on instead. Anyway, I love, I love Christmas music. We're getting a Sia holiday CD, which I haven't listened to any of it, but I'm so excited for that, because I think that's just going to be batshit. Sia's holiday album this year is going to be batshit. Is it out? Oh, I need to download that. We need to find that. I wish I could play, I wish I could actually play this music on here. You know, a couple weeks ago I played Kathy Lee Gifford's new song on air, and I was really worried that it would get, the whole podcast would get taken down for copyright, but it didn't, because I think it's royalty-free music, because all of the proceeds were going to a charity. So I think that's why it didn't get taken down, because I've had a lot of stuff taken down, especially like memes and, and stuff on my Instagram, removed because of copyright issues. So I was really worried about Kathy Lee's review, but it, it didn't get taken down. And I learned that it all went to charity. So any of you that downloaded that song, he saw Jesus, you were, you were giving money to charity, which is a, a great thing. So if you haven't, please go do that. You know, I did that. And now that song comes on shuffle, like when I'm running and stuff, it comes on shuffle and uh, it gets me through my workout. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and now that we're talking about music stuff, I do want to bring something up that a friend actually brought to me. My friend Emily, she messaged me the one day and she said, what uh, pop stars, divas, actors would you 
love if you were in high school? Meaning, who would I worship if I was in high school? Because when I was in high school, I, I worshipped, you know, these people that I still worship, Mariah Carey, you know, Janet Jackson, Celine Dion, and Beyonce was really, really, Destiny's Child was really big in, in high school for me. In terms of actors, I loved Parker Posey, Molly Shannon, a lot of these, uh, Reese Witherspoon, you know, a lot of these people who we still, we still stand today. But uh, I don't know if the younger generations really embrace these people as much as my generation. So anyway, she asked, if I was in high school today, who would I be obsessed with, pop culture-wise? And so I really was thinking about it, like, who would I have liked if I was currently in high school? And first of all, it was sort of bleak when I began to do my research, as one does, for a hypothetical question from a friend. I began to realize that there aren't a lot of people that high schoolers today can be standing. You know, standing means being really obsessed with, a huge fan of. It comes from Eminem's song, Stan. So if you keep hearing me say that, that's what I, what I mean, in case you don't know. But I was thinking about these people nowadays, and I'm thinking... Gosh, these divas and these actresses that the current generation has to look up to, is it's pretty bleak, you guys. Because look, even if you love a Taylor Swift song, which I get it, I'm, I like a lot of Taylor Swift's music. I don't like the new stuff. I feel like she's trying too hard and it doesn't seem to fit her. That's my opinion. I don't want any of the Taylor Swift fans to, like, you know, get mad at me. But I do like, did like a lot of her music, especially 1989. I'm a country fan, so I liked a lot of her old country stuff. You know, even though she made that big switch. This is a problem I have. She she made that big switch when she came out with 1989, and she's like, I'm doing pop now, and and I'm going away from country. And she made, like, an announcement about it, and it was like, Girl, you've always been doing been doing pop music. Like, don't be fooling anyone. Your first single was Tim McGraw. That wasn't super country. I mean, that was like country light. So, you know, she's a genius. She's got genius people behind her sort of guiding her career and, and making it seem like every move she makes is a huge deal. I mean, even that Look What You Made Me Do song. It, you know, she had a brilliant marketing team behind her. She hired that great Joseph Kahn to do her video. And it, she made it seem like an event. And then, of course, now the song arguably has fizzled out. I mean, people were going crazy about it that first day it was released, and everyone was talking about it. It was in the zeitgeist, so she did a great job of doing that. But it sort of fell off, and now these follow-up singles that she released, she's doing a video for that Ready For It, and I'm sorry, but I'm not ready for it. You know, I'm, I'm ready for, for that to be buried alongside Katy Perry's singles. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So she, Taylor Swift is sort of that generation's big, huge superstar. And you guys, if you've ever seen or heard Taylor Swift sing live, it's not great. I mean, and I'm, you know, I'm looking for one of these divas that can do it all. I mean, when I think about growing up and seeing a Whitney Houston performance, I mean, that, she didn't write her own songs, but she did sing the shit out of them. And anytime you saw a Whitney Houston performance, I mean, it was iconic. It was amazing. God, I mean, you would see it and just be blown away. And even the divas that didn't sing, okay, so I'm talking about, like, a Janet Jackson, she put on a fucking show. I mean, you can remember all of her performances because they were so iconic. I mean, thinking about her doing If at the MTV VMA Awards. I mean, she can, she would dance, and she would give you choreography that no one else could do. I mean, even Britney Spears, Britney Spears is not a live singer, but she can, she, in her prime, she would put on a show. And nowadays, I look at these girls... And boys, I mean, and, and these boys, 
And they're kind of half doing one part of the pop music thing. Like, they're either sort of dancing or sort of singing live or sort of writing music. I mean, it's like Megan fucking Trainer. I mean, she's doing half half choreography and, and singing just okay. Taylor Swift's singing off-key and not really dancing. And when she is dancing, we're all asking her to stop because it's not something we need to see. So I just feel like they all are kind of half doing it. And so... It's hard to really rally behind any of these younger generation girls and boys because I don't really feel like they're giving us a whole lot. Some of them, you know, in, in their defense, some of them are giving us good music on the record. You know, maybe not in the performances, but like Harry Styles put out that great album, which is fantastic. I mean, front to back, it was a good album. It was good music. Zayn has put out some good songs. Wow, I feel so old saying Zane. <laughs> like, doesn't Zane doesn't sound natural coming out of my mouth? But I'm saying it. I'd like. I'd actually like him to be coming out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, you guys, that was inappropriate. I, I might edit that out. But where was I? Oh my god, now I'm sweating. Okay, so these young people. So I was thinking about who would I really be into. So music wise, I was thinking Ariana Grande is someone I could get behind. I mean, she sings her ass off, and I really fell in love with her after her response to that whole Manchester thing. I thought it was very poised. It, it didn't feel calculated. It didn't feel like a marketing PR thing. She brought all those people together and raised money, and she can sing. I mean, you can't, you can't deny that that little girl has pipes. I mean, I think we could all do without her brother Frankie, frankly. <laughs> but Ariana, I mean, she's fantastic. And she seems like she's got some acting chops, too. Whenever you see her on SNL or she's done little bits on Jimmy Fallon and that kind of thing, she seems like she's got some sort of comedic ability. I'd like to see her do some acting. That's why I decided if I was younger, I would stand. And I might even stand. I mean, I sort of stand her now, really. And then there's another girl. Her name is Dua Lipa. And I don't know if everyone listening is really on the Dua Lipa train, but you need to get on board because she is fantastic. She released one of the best pop albums in recent memory. She's got a song out now called New Rules, and it's been it's been out for a while now, but I feel like it's just starting to catch on a little bit in radio. And it's been huge overseas, and it's just the best song, and the video is so fucking good. And this girl is stunning. She had a song out with, um, like, a dance song called Scared to Be Lonely before her solo album uh, recently came out, and that song was on the radio and stuff, so you might have heard it, but... If you haven't heard her solo album, please go download it. It's so it's perfect pop. It's so good. And her single New Rules is just fantastic. Go watch her video on YouTube. So I would definitely stand her. Oh, and I mentioned she's stunning, right? Like she's model-worthy, model-esque. I think she was a model before she started singing. She's beautiful. I want her to be my friend. I'd love it if she was my friend. Where you at, Dua Lipa? And it's D-U-A Lipa. <laughs> L-I-P-A. That's her name. Download her and love her and and fall in love with her brilliant pop music and let's make her a star because if you guys look at the billboard charts it's embarrassing how few women there are on it and how few talented pop stars are on it the people at the top of the charts it's like it's embarrassing and Dua Lipa is out here giving us fantastic pop music she's giving us choreography she's giving us looks I mean she should be at the top of the charts right now not not these other people so please let's let's correct this wrong let's make America great again <laughs> that's america that's making america great again truly just to get some of these pop girls at the top of the charts so that's who i'm standing for music now for our film actresses i'm thinking about these young girls that are currently in movies or tv shows people that i would have looked at as a teenager and thought wow they're fantastic they're giving great performances so my number one 
on the list is Elizabeth Olsen. She is the youngest Olsen. You know, she's uh, the younger sister of Mary-Kate and Ashley. She's beautiful. And you guys, she gave two of my favorite performances this year. The first is in a movie called Ingrid Goes West. And this movie is fantastic. It's all about, like, sort of Instagram stalking. And it's so funny. It's like a dark comedy. So relatable. I mean, it's, like, scary relatable. You see these these two girls, uh, one played by Elizabeth Olsen and the other played by Aubrey Plaza, who I never normally like Aubrey Plaza all that much in, in things, but she's so good in Ingrid Goes West. I mean, I guess I do sort of always like Aubrey Plaza <laughs> because I do love her in Parks and Recreation, but she is so good in Ingrid Goes West and so is Elizabeth Olsen. And then right after that, she came out with a movie with Jeremy Renner, and it's called Wind River, and it's a totally different kind of murder mystery, dark, dark movie where she's playing an FBI agent, and she's so fucking good in it, and it's a completely different role than Ingrid Goes West. And I mean, she's just been good in everything she does. She's so, she's stunning looking. I mean, she could be a model too, if, if she wasn't, wasn't acting. But she's just given us good performances and weird stuff. She's not afraid to do these weird little indie movies. And I just love that. I, I would have... I would have been a, I would have been really into her as a teenager, and I'm still into her now. And she is super sweet. She follows me on Instagram, and she did mention me in W Magazine. She mentioned my Instagram account, and it was it was a highlight for me. So I do have some blind allegiance to her. But even if that wasn't the case, even if she didn't mention me in W Magazine, <laughs> I would still love her because she is great. Watch both those movies, Wind River. I would maybe not recommend if you're prone to depression because it's pretty dark. It's like very rapey. It's dark, but fantastic. Like if you if you can handle that kind of stuff, watch it. But everyone should be watching Ingrid Goes West. Like I don't care who you are, go watch Ingrid Goes West. It should be out on digital DVD now. And then let's see, the other actresses that I would love if I was younger, that did you guys watch 13 Reasons Why? That Netflix show? Now the show was a little problematic. I think we could all agree on that. But the lead performance, the girl, the female lead, the one that left all the tapes and committed the suicide. I shouldn't laugh at that. I wasn't laughing. I just want you guys to know I wasn't laughing at suicide just now. So it's, it's no laughing matter. But did it sound like I was laughing at suicide? Here I am still harping on it. And maybe that's inappropriate. Okay, I'm stopping. But anyway, that girl who played the suicide girl. I know that's not her name in the show. What was her name? Hannah. Her name was Hannah, not Suicide Girl. She was fantastic. And she's she's also beautiful. And she should be a huge star. I'm hoping that she's a huge star. That was her first thing. Finally, I'm not endorsing any young male actors or singers at the moment because I've had enough of them. <laughs> I know that I am one-ish, but I think I think we've all had enough of men lately, particularly straight men. I could maybe endorse some, some gay men. There's a there's a cute boy on that Riverland show. I think his name is Casey Cott. I guess we can stand him. I think he's gay. I hope he's not just... Yeah, he's gay. He's. I don't, I don't think he's just playing gay. We should figure that out. Because otherwise, if he's not gay, I'm not interested <laughs> in supporting him at the moment. And I'd also like to endorse some, some women of color. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of women in color that are young, leading... Uh, women in these TV shows, and you know what? That's an issue. That's an issue that I can't, off the top of my head, think of a young women of color, either actors or I mean actresses in indie films or TV shows that are leading leading these shows and these movies. And that's an issue. I mean, I was just thinking recently about 
the movie Love and Basketball, one of my all-time faves. And I remember watching that as a kid and being obsessed with Sanaa Lathan. And she is so good. And I think back, and I remember when I was in high school and when that movie came out, I thought, this girl is going to be a huge star, right? Like, she's going to take the world by storm. I mean, that role in Love and Basketball, she was so good and multi-faceted uh, and... She was showing so much range, and I mean, you really thought this was, you know, this young female basketball player. She was so good. She was emotional. She was funny. And then what happened? You know, she's been in a few things, but she should be a fucking A-lister. She should be Meryl Streep on her way to be Meryl. I mean, there's no other Meryl, but she should be on her way to being Meryl Streep. I mean, she should be huge. I want Sanaa Lathan to be a huge household name. I mean, why can we still make that happen? And Regina Hall, I mean, you guys, the fact that Regina Hall is not the biggest fucking superstar in the world, she she had a big year with Girls Trip. She was in, if you guys don't know, she was in Girls Trip alongside uh, the breakout star, Tiffany Haddish. I guess, I guess if I was younger, we should all stand Tiffany Haddish, right? Like, she is phenomenal, and she was great in Girls Trip, and so was Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett. But Regina Hall really held that movie together, and I felt like she didn't get a lot of the credit for that. I mean, she had all the emotional beats of that movie, and she can do anything. I mean, Regina Hall in those scary movies, the scary movie franchise, I mean, she is the star of those movies, and I love Anna Faris, too. But Brenda, played by Regina Hall, really steals the show. And every single scene she was in, she was giving it to us. I mean, she was giving it her all. She was so fucking funny. She should have had a spinoff. And they need to reboot that franchise and do another movie with Anna Faris and Regina Hall. Or at least get those two together to do another comedy. But there's no reason that Regina Hall shouldn't be a huge fucking star right now. And I'm not, I'm not saying she's not a star. Regina Hall is very successful in her own right. And like I said, she had that huge uh, success this year with Girls Trip. But I'm saying that she should be fucking A-list. She should be in, she should be getting roles in Oscar movies. She should be getting the roles that Jennifer Lawrence is getting. You know, Jennifer Lawrence is playing fucking 40-something in every movie, and she's in her 20s. Those roles should be going to Regina Hall. Regina Hall should be playing 40s, not Jennifer Lawrence. And that's not to take away from Jennifer Lawrence, who's a great actress. She shouldn't be playing every role meant for someone in their 40s. I mean, let's give some of these roles to uh, Regina Hall, to Gabrielle Union, who's another uh, woman of color that's fantastic. We need to give it to Sanaa Lathan. And by the way, all those three girls that I just mentioned, they could play 20s because they look phenomenal still. They look like they're not aging a bit. If Hollywood's listening, <laughs> if Hollywood's listening, please cast them and everything alongside me and cast me because I'd like to work with all of them. I would love it. You know, I have a script that I wrote, but it's a comedy and it's like a broad comedy starring four, four generations of females. So it's, there's four leads. It'd be, it's meant for four women of different generations. So there's like a 20 something, 30 something, a 40 something, and then like a, maybe like a 60 something or 70 something. And God, you guys, my dream casting for that, uh, if, I, if somebody would buy it and let me cast it, it would just be a, a, a complete dream. So say some prayers, <laughs> write your congressman and demand the script gets made. So if, if any of you are producers, please reach out to me and buy it and then cast me in it and then let me cast the other roles. God, I know this episode is all over the place and I've been rambling on about actresses and, and divas and 
because there's one film performance that I can't not mention when we're talking about, you know, uh, iconic contributions to film. You know, I mentioned some of those performances, uh, Sanaa Lathan in Love and Basketball. You know, I mentioned Meryl Streep and, and some of the new new crop of actors that are, are coming up. And I can't talk about iconic film actresses without talking about this, this one performance, this one actress in arguably one of the best movies of our time. Uh, this is a movie that's available on Netflix. You can go watch it right now. And it really contains, uh, for my money, one of the greatest acting tour de forces of of recent memory. And that is Leanne Locken in the movie Miss Congeniality. So Miss Congeniality is a Sandra Bullock vehicle. However, I'd like us all to change that way of thinking and, and start to recognize it as a Leanne Locken vehicle. Because if you don't know this, Leanne Locken of The Real Housewives of Dallas is in Miss Congeniality, the first one. Now, a long time ago, I remember seeing some BuzzFeed article or something uh, referencing the fact that Leanne Locken appears in Miss Congeniality. Of course, I read this, took it in, and somehow my brain didn't have enough room and it sort of lost it. But recently I was on Netflix and I saw Miss Congeniality appear on the list. And of course, I decided to play it. This was a Saturday night. You know, what else does one do on a Saturday night? Shortly into the movie, I noticed that Leanne Locken uh, did, a, it did in fact appear. She is one of the beauty pageant contestants alongside... Ah, oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Sandra Bullock and Heather Burns and those other beautiful ladies that appear in this uh, beauty pageant within the movie. And I thought maybe Leanne just appears once for a quick second in the background. No, you guys, Leanne appears throughout the entire film. Does she have any lines? No, she does not have any lines. But she is in the background of most every scene once the pageant gets going. And there's even a, a beautiful featured moment where she's doing balloon animal art for her talent in the talent show montage. Do you guys remember when Sandra Bullock does those? She takes those glasses filled with water and she does that music with them with her fingers. In that same montage, we see Leanne Locken, queen of the Real Housewives of Dallas, doing balloon animal art. I posted this clip on Twitter and Instagram and you can check it out. It's fantastic. She looks totally different. She's got different color hair. She still looks stunningly beautiful. I mean, and I had no idea, was she trying to be an actress? I need to find out these answers. I mean, I want to know, was she trying to act and it didn't work out? When did she move to Dallas? And then when did Real Housewives come calling? Because what I found with these housewives, and Bravo tries to sort of hide this fact, I think, a lot of these housewives are people that were trying to be actors. I mean, Lisa Vanderpump was in uh, music videos, and she was in that Baywatch spinoff. Bravo seems to want to hide these beautiful details, but they're not hiding miscongeniality from us. That's a classic film, and I want you all to go watch it and just notice Leanne in the background. She's doing some fantastic extra work. I mean, her background acting is impeccable, and I need, I want to talk to Leanne about Miss Congeniality. I'd love to do a whole episode about her experience on that film, and I'd like to know if she was doing any other acting. I mean, what what else happened? What else was she in? If this is one role that has surfaced, I mean, there's got to be more. You don't just do one movie. Although maybe she, maybe she did that movie and she thought, you know what, I'm gonna go out on top, because there's not many movies better than Miss Congeniality. So maybe she thought, I I peaked. I did this one great movie. And now it's time to step away, like kind of like Lauren Hill did, you know, that one beautiful album and then sort of stepped away. Or Dave Chappelle, when he stepped away from the Chappelle show, maybe he thought, you know what, I, I put perfect art into the world and it's time to step away. I can only imagine that's the thinking that went into Leanne's decision to walk away from acting because she gave a tour de force performance and then, you know, and enough is enough. And I mean, it's good. It's good. She's acting behind Sandra Bullock. I wouldn't like, I, I don't know if we could say she's acting alongside Sandra Bullock. I, I think it's more accurate to say she's acting behind Sandra Bullock. Either way, though, it's fantastic. And I mean, we haven't talked about her bringing note cards to that fight with Carrie Duber in that episode of Real Housewives of Dallas. Don't think I've forgotten, because I'll never forget that. She gave a performance uh, uh, that, you know, other housewives can only dream of giving. She's giving it to us every week. She's so good. Dallas is so good. Again, watch it. I'm tired of saying that. Everyone's sick of me saying that, but here I am saying it again. So since we're talking about the Dallas housewives, I do want to talk about Cameron Westcott. She's one of the Dallas Housewives who created a pink dog food line called Sparkle Dog. So this entire season, she's been working to get this dog food line up and running and trying to convince everyone that she's not only intelligent, but also that this idea of pink colored dog food is this multi-million dollar genius brilliant idea. And I've mentioned on the podcast before that I actually did think it was a good idea. 
I really did. I mean, I'm gonna cop, I'm gonna cop to that. I own that. That is my bad. I've since changed my mind, and that's largely because I've looked on Amazon at the reviews. Now, I want to read a few of the reviews for you, because they will really tell you all you need to know about this product. So if you were thinking about purchasing some, you might want to think twice. Uh, so let's let's take a look at what we got here. So the first review is a one star out of five, and the review says, Disgusting and stains. Stay away. This food is gross and will stain your carpets and everything your dog comes into contact with. Don't buy product. Gross concept, gross food. Wow. So that's, that's, a, that's the very first review, and it says one star. Now, in that review, it does say everything your dog comes into contact with will get stained. So I don't really understand how that's going to work. I mean, I understand if you, the dog vomits, it's going to stain the carpet or the clothing or whatever, but I don't understand how your dog could just walk up to things and it, it stains things. Like, does this dog food have a special power? Is this something that is a, a superpower food? I mean, in, in which case, maybe that's how they, Cameron should start marketing it. Okay, but... You know, you might think that after the first review, but let's go on to the next reviews and see what other people have to say. The next one is another one star out of five, and it's a guy named David, and he says, It was the worst food ever. My dog would not stop barfing. Okay, so that's, that's another review that's stating uh, the dogs are going to barf if they eat this. So, you know, that's a red flag. <laughs> the next review is another one star out of five, and it says, Basically harmful. Don't do it. My mom's vet told her it was poisoning her dog. Dog was dehydrated, vomiting, diarrhea, and very weak and not himself. This should be banned. <laughs> okay, so that review says the dog was not himself after eating it, which seems weird that, uh, you know, it changes the dog's personality as well. But maybe if it's sick, you know, I, I get it. Okay, so let's see. Uh, we got another one star out of five. This one says, worked wonders for my constipated bulldog. Okay, so that one you think, you think the review is going to be positive because it says, worked wonders. But then they turn it around. They flip it around. It says, works wonders for my constipated bulldog, meaning that it made the dog shit everywhere. So I, I don't know if that's a positive thing. Uh, ne uh, the next review says, not worth the cost. Mediocre food with a high price. Certainly not worth it. Do your dog a favor and do some research on a proper diet. He will thank you. Another review says one star. Terrible. <laughs> That's it. That person didn't have a lot of time to write a, a long, lengthy review, but they wanted to let the people know that it's terrible and it's one star. Okay, now of course I don't want to just read all these bad reviews, right? Because apparently the dogs are going to shit when they eat it, but there are some people that like it. Okay, so you know, just for to play devil's advocate, I want to also read a good review. This one is five stars out of five from a user named Let the Big Dog Eat, all one word. And the title of the review is, Shockingly, My Dogs Loved It. <laughs> now the review goes on to state, It is actually a very good dog food. My wife bought some after watching the show. I'm not much of a fan of the show, but my dog seemed to like the food a lot. My kids thought the pink was funny. No pink dog poop either. Seemed to be a lot of fake reviews about that, but hardly surprising given the amount of drama on the show. So, you know, that person, that person presents a very good point. A lot of people seem to want to take Cameron down in this business. You know, I'm not exactly sure who do I, I believe. Do I believe the multiple, multiple one-star reviews that say things like one-star terrible or 
worked wonders for my constipated bulldog? Or do I believe that five-star review that says, shockingly, my dogs loved it? You know, what we need to do is talk to that pet psychic that was at Cameron's dog food launch party. You know, the one that made Deandra cry? <laughs> Which, that was one of the best scenes in Real Housewives history. Okay, when De- Deandra is sitting with that pet psychic and her dogs, and the pet psychic is telling Deandra about how the dogs feel about her. And Deandra just starts bawling, crying, because she's thinking about her own mother, and it's raising all these issues that she has with her, with Dee, her, her own mother. And I mean, you guys, it was so fucking crazy and so good. If you have not seen that episode, please go back and watch it because it is classic Real Housewives. I mean, she's crying because a pet psychic is telling her how her dogs feel about her. I mean, it is so fucking insane and I just loved it. Loved it so much. So we need to ask her, we need to bring these dogs to that pet psychic and we need to say, hey, what are the dogs feeling after they eat this food? You know, are they liking it? Are, are they are they getting sick from this food, or are are people just making all this up? We need the answers from her. That's that's where we're gonna get these answers from her. I don't know. So if any of you have any dogs and you're not afraid to make them sick, <laughs> please go buy this product on Amazon and let me know if it's good because I want to know: Are these people writing these fake reviews? Is this all fake news? Here's another one. Uh, one star. We bought this and our dog was so sick it's it's literally the word so with a thousand o's i mean i feel bad for cameron i mean because people are going to go onto this uh, amazon website and see these terrible reviews i'm tempted to leave a a five-star review just to be nice can you imagine if it's like brandy you know she she doesn't get along with brandy like what if brandy's just writing all these reviews from different amazon accounts That's what I picture in my head is going on behind the scenes of the Real Houses of Dallas. Like, Brandy's offset at the reunion just on her phone on the Amazon app writing these one-star reviews. Oh, my God. And then Cameron, you know, is on her app trying to write a five-star review and to balance these out. So, really, I bet all of these reviews are just by those two people. But I'd like to hear from you guys. If anyone has tried this, please let me know. And, and maybe if you haven't tried it, maybe you can go buy it because we, we need the answers to these questions. I don't have a dog. I want... I'm looking for a dog. I'm looking to adopt a dog. And I've been looking at uh, Vanderpump Dogs, which is Lisa Vanderpump's adoption agency. And I go there like once a week. It's like not, it's not right. Like I'm there all the time and I'm looking for a very specific dog because I want, I have bad allergies. You guys can probably hear in my voice. I'm always scratchy and dry. So I'm looking for a hypoallergenic dog or something low shedding. I know technically there's nothing hypoallergenic completely, but I'm looking for something that's low shedding, like a poodle mix want something smallish because I have a tiny little apartment. <laughs> so I, I, I'm in the market and I, I really want to adopt from Lisa Vanderpump's adoption agency because I really like, I really like it. And I think subconsciously maybe I'm like not finding the right dog because I like going in there all the time. You know, I've seen Ken and Lisa there a bunch. So maybe I just don't want to adopt, you know, subconsciously I'm like holding off because I like to be able to go there once a week and potentially see Lisa and can't can (laughs) Lisa and Ken around there but they have they've had some cute dogs I almost got this one dog named Jasper he was adorable but I took him for a walk and he attacked some man um on on the walk it freaked me out but so I didn't get Jasper and I'm looking I'm keeping my eyes peeled and as soon as I do you know what I'm gonna buy sparkle dog okay so I've been rambling about all sorts of stuff and this podcast is getting long so I'm, I'm gonna cut the Dallas talk down 
But the main points I want to make about Dallas is that we need more scenes like that one with the fucking pet psychic. We all need to find out if Cameron's fucking dog food is good. And finally, watch Miss Congeniality and look for Leanne Locke. And she looks totally different. She's got long, like, blondish hair. Kind of like a dirty blonde hair. And stunningly beautiful. But she's always behind Sandra Bullock. So just think, when you're watching that movie, just think of looking behind the main actress. Look beyond the front of, look beyond the focal point of the film, and you'll see Leanne doing fantastic background acting. You know, I'm never sure how much Housewives I should talk on these episodes, because some people might not watch Housewives, so I get a lot of messages from people that say they like when I talk about other pop culture stuff. And then I'll have other people reaching out saying, you need to address Dallas, Orange County, New Jersey. You know, they they come to this podcast for Bravo related nonsense. So I'm always kind of uncertain. So I did want to talk about Dallas. And I I was glad to get back to Housewives because I haven't talked Housewives in a little while. Last week was my Halloween episode and I focused on Hocus Pocus and I, I chatted with Aaron Wallace and that was great. But the week before that, I told all of you that I was officially giving up on the Real Housewives of Orange County. Now, I know you guys get that sometimes feelings change. We grow and we learn from our mistakes and we learn from our our life circumstances and we learn from our life experiences. And I have since learned that I can't give up on The Real Housewives of Orange County despite how bad it has become. I, I may have mentioned this before, but I was raised Catholic, so I grew up going to Catholic grade school. So I, with that comes a lot of Catholic guilt. So constantly I'm experiencing this guilt when I feel as though I'm doing something or someone wrong. And I feel like I've done Vicki Gunvalson wrong, and let me explain. I have criticized Vicki Gunvalson on this show multiple times. Uh, I have time and time again have called for her to be dismissed from the Real Housewives of Orange County. I have publicly on Twitter said that she needs to go. And yet, when an opportunity presented itself, I took it. And that opportunity that I'm referring to is a website called Cameo. And this is a website where you can pay $40 to have a select group of people send you a video message. So basically, you, uh, you, you give your credit card, you pay $40, you pick from a list of people. That list includes people like Vicki Gunvalson from The Real Housewives of Orange County. It includes Sonia Tremont Morgan from The Real Housewives of New York City. And it includes acclaimed actors like uh, Tori Spelling from Beverly Hills 90210. You guys, I'm not proud of it, but I paid $40 to have Vicki Gunvalson do a promo for this podcast. Now, I'm not sure if you saw this. It was on my Instagram, and I'm going to play it for you you guys right now in full. I only posted a portion of it on Instagram. And I want you guys to hear the full... 36 seconds of Vicki Gunvalson. Now this was $40, so that means I paid more than a dollar per second for Vicki Gunvalson to do this promo. And uh, l- let me just play it so you guys can get an idea. Hi, this is Vicki Gunvalson, and this is for the fans of Danny Pellegrino. He wants everyone to subscribe and listen to his podcast called Everything Iconic About Danny Pellegrino. I guess it's hilarious. I'm going to tune in shortly. And it's about Bravo Housewives and all the things pop culture. So congratulations, Danny, on your great podcast. And I can't wait to tune in myself. I wish you the best and thank you for tuning in to the Housewives of Orange County Season 12. We're just about to come to an end. 
I'm going to film the reunion next week. So pray for me, wish me luck, and all that good stuff. So thanks so much. Bye. Wow, okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, uh, when I paid for this, there was a form that I had to fill out. The form was very brief. It simply said, write to who you wanted this message to. I wrote, I filled in that section of the form and wrote to Danny's followers. And then it said, what message do you want Vicky to give? And I said, I want her to tell everyone to listen and subscribe to my podcast, Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. Now, I don't know how to be any more clear, but in Vicky's video message, she says, everyone should listen to Everything Iconic about Danny Pellegrino. This is not the name of the podcast. However, I'm thinking about changing the name of the podcast to Everything Iconic about Danny Pellegrino because I love this video message so much. I mean, that's ridiculous. Why would I name it? Why would I name the podcast that? But it's it all seems to fit together and it makes me happy. So that's number one. I mean, Vicky simply had to read off this form to tell everyone to listen to the name of this podcast, which is Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. So I'm not sure what kind of literacy she has. I don't know. You know, and she was recording this from what looked like a bedroom. I mean, it certainly wasn't Kodo Insurance because it looks like a very home, homey atmosphere. Now, I know they did move into new Kodo Insurance offices, so it's possible that, you know, this was from the new offices, but it didn't look like the Kodo Insurance that I know from the TV. Okay, I, I, I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, it didn't look like it. So Vicky goes on to add at the end of this that she's getting ready to film the reunion and for all of us to pray for her. Now, I did not uh, pay $40 for her to say this. She added in her own promo to the end of this message. She found a way to turn this around and make it about herself and to rally support around her to get her to stay on the show. Because we all know that her role on the show, it's it's coming towards an end, right? Like, I don't know if she'll be on next season. I know she's the OG of the OC, but I think fans are, by and large, getting tired of her antics. However, that's not going to stop her from asking all of us to call on God to secure her position on the next season. She literally says, pray for her. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on in this world. Uh, a lot of people in Puerto Rico still don't have power. You know, there's hurricane after hurricane affecting uh, the people of Florida, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, like I said. You know, Bethany Frankel is doing amazing work. She's chartering planes and raising money through her uh, charity organization, Be Strong. You know, Bethany Frankel has called on people through through Twitter and through her social media saying, you know, if you can give any amount of money please do so I can go help these people that have no power, that have no water, that have no food. I can help bring them to them. So she's been chartering her own planes to get these the people the help that they need. And and she's calling on everyone to pray for these people, but not Vicki Gunvalson. No, Vicki Gunvalson's asking us to pray for her before she films that reunion. And you know this season's reunion is going to be a doozy because all those ladies are clawing to get their spots for next season because this season has been such a dud and everyone knows it because it's been on social media and there's been news stories about how bad this season is. So those ladies are going to bring so much fucking drama to that reunion to just ensure that they're on the next season. And a lot of them are going to be doing it for naught because we're not going to get Peggy and Lydia back. I hope. I pray. I, my fingers are crossed. I'm knocking on wood. I don't want to get... I don't want them to come back. But... I do want to see this reunion and see how they're all handling this news. I mean, they've all had pretty terrible seasons, except for maybe Kelly Dodd. I feel like she's the one coming out of this season 
looking the best. She's been entertaining. She's been funny, a little bit dramatic. But everyone else, I mean, has had an awful season. You know who's had the best season this season? Is Heather Dubrow. Because I think we're all watching it and being like, oh my god, like I actually miss Heather Dubrow. I would have never thought I would have missed Heather Dubrow. But now I'm like, she needs to fucking come back. She was holding this shit together. So if there's anyone that's had a good season this season of Real Housewives of Orange County, it's Heather Dubrow. I mean, I miss that. I miss that champers. <laughs> that fancy pants. Let's get her back in there. I wish she was there mixing it up. I want to see what that big old house looks like. So of course when I ordered this, I got really excited when I got it. They send you an email saying your Cameo video is ready. And you can go to the website and you can watch it. Now it doesn't let you save the video. So I had to take use my phone and take a video of the video take a video of my computer screen so that I could save this video because it won't let you save it. The only thing it'll let you do is share to your social media. So it'll include a link on Twitter that people can go to and, and click and go see that video. But there's no way to embed it unless you take a video with your phone. Does that make sense? Regardless, I was thrilled with this video. I mean, in my eyes, it was the best $40 I've ever spent. I mean, literally, I got to hire Vicky Gunvalson as a spokesperson for this podcast, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty damn good. Normally, hiring one of these reality TV stars, I mean, look at, the, on the Real Houses of New York, Carol and Tinsley are doing those fucking coupon cabin commercials, and I'm sure they had to pay them more than $40 to do those. But, you know, I got to have the OG of the OC do a commercial for me for only $40. Now, that is money well spent. And after I got this video, I looked into it to see if there were any other people I might want to pay to be paid spokespeople for my podcast. And it turns out there's some other gems in there. And this is, this is an exclusive I'm about to play. I bought another one. Another Bravo Liberty. And you guys, this is a good one. I didn't post it on, online because I wanted to share it here first. I will eventually post it, but this one only cost me $40. And uh, I'm going to play it for you guys, see if you can guess who it is. Okay, guys, so here's the breaking news. You have to tune in to iTunes and Google because Danny Pellegrino now has it all about Housewives, all about Bravo, all about pop culture. Wow. Sounds good to me. Worth checking out. And you're already here first from Sony Morgan on the Real Housewives in New York City. Wow. Okay, so she gave it away at the end. I know the audio was a little bit muffled, and that's because uh, Sonia Tremont Morgan filmed it at what looks like just outside of a waterfall. It says Costa Rica on it. She put some of her bitmojis on the video. So I will be posting this on my Instagram eventually, at Danny Pellegrino. And when you look at it, you can see that she put all sorts of little um, stickers and bitmojis all over the video. And I don't know if it's to distract the fact that she may or may not be under the influence of something. She starts the video off by saying, breaking news. So I'm not sure if she just got done watching a newscast. I mean, I, I certainly didn't put that in the copy of my order. Furthermore, she directs people to my blog, which is not something I've put in the copy either. I don't have a blog. I don't know what she's referring to. I was very clear when I made the order that I wanted her to tell people to go to iTunes and Google Play to download my podcast and subscribe. However, Sonia decided to direct people to my blog. Now, the Vicky video that I ordered, it took about four days in between when I submitted the order 
to when I received her video. And of course, Vicky's video, it looked to be from our home, but it was a very clear video, very clear audio. You know, it seems like she maybe took some time with it. She didn't do it immediately. And maybe she had other things going on. Of course, she, she runs Kodo Insurance. Sonia's video came to me within about three minutes. So I submitted the order through the website, and I'd say about three minutes later, I got a link to this video. So I'm not sure if Sonia doesn't have anything else going on. I mean, I would think she'd be filming the next season, but I've read reports that she's been demoted, so maybe she's not. I mean, she's in Costa Rica, but when you're on vacation, are you thinking of doing video shoutouts? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, these are all questions that I have. If anyone knows the answers to them, please reach out to me. And really, I would have just liked Sonia to say the name of the podcast. You know, bare minimum, it would have been nice for her to say, the name of the podcast is Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. But she didn't even do that. There was no name of the podcast. The only thing she really did was direct people to this blog that doesn't exist. Again, I think this was a fantastic use of money. I mean, I haven't spent any other money on advertising for this podcast other than paying these ladies, <laughs> paying these women to do video shoutouts on a site called Cameo.com, which is probably stolen my credit card information. I mean, I don't know that for sure, but my credit card information has been stolen in the past and I'm worried. I'm hopeful that it won't be, but just in case I did it with a separate credit card from the rest of my accounts because, you know, I'm, I was worried. I don't want to have this conversation with my bank because in the past I have gotten my credit card stolen before. And when I had to close everything at the bank, they ask you, they say, do you know uh, where these purchases came from? Was this you? And they ask you very specific questions to try to find out the culprit of, of who did it. And I fear that one day I'm going to have to go into my bank and they're going to say, do you know who Cameo.com is? And I'm going to have to say, yes, that's these video shout outs that I bought from Sonia Tremont Morgan and Vicki Gunvalson to uh, Real Housewives at seemingly end of their tenures on the show. I, I paid for them to do video shout outs for my podcast. I mean, that's going to be a tough conversation to have with my bankers. So, you know, everyone cross your fingers that my credit information does not get stolen. I mean, and this could affect me long term. I mean, my credit score goes down. I'm going to have trouble getting out of this one bedroom apartment when I go to try to find a new place to live. I might not be able to get a line of credit. I might not be able to get anything. If you see me on the streets one day, I've completely fallen apart more than I more than I've already unraveled. Just know that it's probably because of this website that I gave my credit card information to for these videos, for, for your enjoyment. And to be honest, I think it was probably worth it because I don't know about you guys, but these brought me to life. When I first saw that video of Vicky Gunvalson, I got so much joy, joy de vivre. And I was ready to whoop it up in Andales. I was ready to book a trip to uh, Andales to go whoop it up. And when I saw that floozy Sonia Morgan, Sonia Tremont Morgan, from uh, outside of a waterfall in Costa Rica with her bitmojis on the video, and I saw her recommending my, not blog, but podcast, I... It got such a tickle. What could be better? So I'd like to just end this conversation by letting everyone know that I did purchase one more. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you could probably guess. <laughs> Actually, I will tell you. It's, I ordered the Tory Spelling one. And this one is exciting because it was a discounted uh, video shout-out. Uh, Vicky and Sonia Morgan charged $40. And Tory Spellings was only $30. So I got a great deal. And I don't quite know why. I mean, Tory Spellings is seemingly a bigger star than uh, Vicky Gunvalson. I mean, she was on 90210 for 10, 10 years. She's been in multiple Hallmark original movies. Uh, Mother May I Sleep with Danger, 
I mean, she's been in Mystery Girls on Freeform or Hallmark or, or ABC, whatever that fucking network's called. It's Freeform now. You know, she did that show with Jenny Garth. I mean, so I'm excited to hear what that has in store for me. And as soon as I get it, I'm going to report it back to you guys. And am I a little ashamed that I've now spent over $100 to pay these women, which basically this company forces them to say the words that... Am I a little ashamed about it? Yes. I mean, I wish that I, I, wish that I could get these people without paying them to to recommend my podcast. But until I get to that point, I'm going to give everyone $40 to do it. And in Tori Spelling's case, 30. You can pay them to give birthday shout outs, which I think is great. I mean, if somebody sent me a birthday shout out from any of them, you know, spent 40 bucks for my birthday gift, like that's a better birthday gift than fucking bottle of wine in my eyes. So uh, before I get off OC, I know we're talking about Vicky Gunvalson, but I'd be uh, remiss if I don't mention the breaking news that happened on Friday. Dave Quinn broke the story uh, via People.com. If you don't follow Dave, please do on Twitter. He's great. He's always breaking the best housewife news. And he broke this exclusive story that Shannon and David Bedore have separated. And I read this and I got so happy. And then I felt gross because I thought, why am I so happy that two people have announced their separation? But then I felt good about myself because I thought, you know, I'm happy because I was so worried and invested in Shannon's well-being that I was just happy that she's getting out of this toxic relationship. I know we only see a, a small portion of these people's relationships and lives on camera, but everything that we've seen of Shannon and David looked bad. It looked toxic. It looked unhealthy. It looked like Shannon needed to get out. And I mean, Shannon was telling us and showing us that she was in a bad relationship. Physically looking at her, you could tell that something was going on. I mean, she addresses the weight issues in the current season. And so I was happy and I'm I'm happy that I'm happy because I think it's okay that we're rooting for Shannon to get out of this unhappy relationship. And I hope she finds a guy that's hot and loves her and treats her right because that's what she deserves. And now I'm totally reinvested in Orange County. And I was saying for weeks that I, I was giving up on it and I'm done. But now Shannon's getting separated. Kelly Dodd and her husband are ending things. So next season is going to be fucking lit. <laughs> okay. And yes, I said the word lit. It's going to be fucking lit and I can't wait. So I just wanted to mention that. I don't want you guys to think I'm not addressing Shannon and David. And I, I am. You know, time will tell. They announced it on the day that they filmed the reunion. So, I mean, the reunion's going to be fucking lit. It's all going to be good. And so let's be happy for Shannon and our thoughts and prayers are with her. <laughs> are with her. And I hope uh, the ladies of rock uh, come out with a new breakup anthem. You know, her daughters have that band. So let's hope this inspires them to write some good music. Like Luann. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. I've been talking for way too long. You guys are probably sick of me. I know I didn't get to talk about New Jersey Housewives, but just know that I'm loving it. Uh, I love Dolores going after Danielle. I mean, lunging after her and calling her a starving, hungry bitch. That was just brilliant. Melissa and Teresa seem to be unraveling. I like that. Uh, Siggy is unraveling herself as well. I like that. Danielle is doing a wonderful job stirring the pot, playing the victim. Love that. Margaret and those fucking pigtails seem to be a great addition. Love that. Her mom, played by Sia, is fantastic. Love her. Love that. You know, let me know if you guys are watching, what you're watching, what you want me to talk about. I'd love it. I love it when all of you guys reach out. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. As long as it's nice. <laughs> so please find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Danny Pellegrino. On Facebook, I'm at Pellegrino Danny. 
And if you get a chance, ugh, ugh, God, I'm so fucking annoying. I'm going to tell you again, please go to iTunes and review this podcast. I know it's a pain in the ass and sometimes it's glitchy, but go on your desktop, write a good review if you like this because it helps out so much and tell your friends, post it on social media if you can and want to. I know it's gross. You don't have to do that, but I wanted to recommend it just in case. (laughs) And I might even play that Christmas music out for you guys because I love it. It makes me happy. And I think we're going to play it for every episode until Christmas, maybe even until February, you know, until we don't need that festivity anymore. So thank you guys for listening. I love you. I hope everyone has a great week. Nicole Scherzingberger. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Okay, now here's that fucking jingle bell. (laughs) Love you. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 